0: five four three two one i'm john miglash for the wdma we're gonna be talking about direct mail and media today no, thanks to rush Loach for the repost this is a tesco ad it's a sensitive ad it got me a little choked up i'll see you next week can we have a barbecue i can pop to tesco I can pop the Tesco. It's alright. It's alright. Right. <laughs> so you're going to be a back out well. Oh, anchor call it Hey, is that the salad? Yeah. Amazing. And who's going to have lots of salad? Me. Mm-hmm. Salad? There you go. Get the muffle this. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> well, we so having a No, we yet. talked about you eating your reams. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and we do this every day wish we could do this every day at least that's dinner sorted okay and that sounds like Maggie, is it maggie smith a lady from downtown abbey i guess something i don't know <laughs> anyway uh so let's get over and hear about the hear about the, the ad and see what we get from that okay here we go and uh, oops we're going got to go back your ways Okay, here it is from, uh, I think this is from Amy Houston. Okay, I don't see her name in there. I have a lot of trouble trying to get these things up on the screen, I have to say. So so uh, the UK's latest ad, uh, let's see. UK supermarkets, uh, Tesco's latest ad. It's an impromptu barbecue. It's part of the food love stories. Tesco wants to remind people that it has the answer to an age-old question of what's for dinner. Okay. And uh, the daughter, tricky daughter, wants to get the family sort of reunited a little bit, as much as as possible. And so asks if they could have a barbecue together. And... um, so the parents both work together. He pops over to Tesco. There's a lot of pictures of Tesco, you know, the the bags and stuff. So that was well done. Um, Alessandra Bellini, chief customer officer at Tesco, said people coming together over good food is the theme. Uh, a summer barbecue is a perfect way to get dinner sorted. And... Um, Felipe will just pass on that says we see plenty of happy households in advertising but it's rare to find portrayals of couples who are still figuring out how their new family dynamics work um, but this story is told with all the nuance and care that it deserves I think that's probably true you know I uh, I don't know we, you know we talk we talk about direct mail being personalized you know um, that one doesn't fit me much, you know. <laughs> not British. Not black. And we just had some great barbecues um that we do regularly uh with the kids and the family and everybody and everybody. But uh you know, it makes me not want to take it for granted. And um and you know, with the smiles at the end, there were some little smiles at the end over over dinner. Uh you know, I hope they get back together even though it's all fictional. <laughs> but i hope i always hope people get back together that's what i'd hope right work it out uh tucker carlson's twitter audience down dramatically and there's some funny comments in here who else thinks tucker carlson is a lying sack of <laughs> anyway so here's the graph you know well it's tough when you start with 130 million and you know it's it's actually kind of clear on twitter they they um Ray Schultz wrote this one. Um, When Tucker made an announcement of his show launch on May 9th, it pulled 134 million views. But it was just, you know, like a minute video, just a really short one. And it got shared and retweeted and stuff. The first show got 120 million. The second, 60 million. And I don't know if I can see it on here. They didn't show the little ticks here. Okay, but what what Twitter now shows you is it shows you the number of, um, it shows you, you know, sort of a number of general views, and then it shows you some number of actual views. It has some kind of a metric for that. And then it shows the likes. And so there are, um, in spite of this, the way this thing portrays it, there are some, uh, there's some multiple ways to kind of tell what's going on on Twitter. But one of the things for sure is, is that when you scroll past it, you know, it's more up to Twitter than it is up to anybody, whether or not they're, <laughs> whether or not it's in your feed, you know, I don't, I don't pick my feed and Twitter has now two options. One is like for you and the other is following. So they shove stuff in there that I don't even know where it came from if I'm not on my following feed. So they give you two choices. Um, but I don't think T- T- Tucker gets Twitter at all. Uh, you know, I don't know that he tweeted much ever. Uh, you know, I, f- so I hit follow cause you know, I'm curious what he's up to. Uh, and you know, he's trying to, I think he's just trying to do his show and not ever tweet anything else. And so um, I never know when his show is. And uh, I don't, You know, there's a lot of people who retweet pictures of Tucker and things like that. So I never know whether they're actually, that's actually the next show or not. Um, You know, on YouTube, it's a lot easier to tell when somebody makes a video. uh, And what's their most recent video? There's ways to do that. Much easier. And there's an alert bell, special alert bell on it. I don't know if there's that on Twitter. So, the, you know, each social media platform has its own nuances. But the point Ray makes here is is that uh, Tucker's Tucker was pulling an average of 3.3 million viewers per show when he exited Fox. But the two f- metrics are very different, okay? So the metric for Nielsen TV ratings is... Um, is the people who viewed at least five minutes? I think, and uh, I, like I said, I believe there there is a there is a metric, something like that, where they seem to be paused there for a while. But in neither case are there indications, and this is made, The point is made here in the comments, um, where Ed Parpazian, Papazian, yeah says that um, you have to watch and for the Nielsen viewers you have to watch at least five minutes but are not necessarily watching per minute right so the tv's on and if anybody's watching it we don't know I mean we literally don't know and the same with the internet right that's the that's the problem with attribution is your ad goes by you don't know who who was at the computer you don't know whether they were watching their computer you don't know whether they saw your ad if it was even viewable Uh, and most don't engage at all so you don't know if there's any registration in their brain what we really want to know is who engaged with the ad and then didn't buy versus who engaged with the ad and did buy the rest of the world doesn't matter right those are the only two things that really matter and that's baked into direct mail just to just to say Okay, uh, here was another one. This Tucker's uh, uh, Tucker's audience, I thought that was by Ray Schultz. I'm sorry. That's from Carlene Luk- Lukovitz. Uh, this is from Ray Schultz over here. Um, most consumers worldwide are, are, consumers worldwide are most willing to share their email address. And I thought it was going to be about like different countries and their willingness to share email. But instead it was about a survey of 11,000 shoppers surveyed and 86% said they were okay with sharing their email but and then it goes down from there i was a little surprised that postal address of course it's the hardest thing to it's harder to key in than almost any of this stuff postal address was way down the list right um way down the list demographic information gender age that sort of thing income even is in that list above postal address and you know that's people people don't want people don't want their mailbox full, I think, but you know it isn't right? It isn't. People like getting mail, but they don't want to get too much mail um, because it is physical, you have to deal with it. Uh, it doesn't throw itself away like digital. Um, so that was an interesting contrast. I think the reason that I'm willing to sell to send my e sell my email for something is because first of all, I have dozens of them, I think, at least. I have at least enough that I can give you an email that doesn't matter, that I'm never going to look at. Sorry, <laughs> but I have, I have enough of those. So I can give you an email address with little or no thought, right? If there's something I might look at, you know, and if it's something that's industry related, I might give you my real email. But basically, no. Basically, I won't give you my real email and I may never look at anything you send me ever again or once or twice and then it's gone. And that's kind of what's down at the bottom. 79% or almost as many that are willing to give email say that they ignore or delete emails from brands they love at least half the time. Up 1% year over year, which probably means from 78 to 79 But it could mean from 78.2 to 79. It's hard to say on that. Okay, here's a nice article from Andrew Ettinger. Nice post on LinkedIn. These are a little hard to pry out of there also. Direct mail never died. Okay, direct mail never died. In fact, you're going to see, you're going to continue to see the rise of people talking about it because it works. Okay, and then Andrew offers a an interesting argument. Basically, he says, let me tell you, uh, this company we've built is strong. We've added nearly $80,000 in salary alone. In some ways, I'd almost rather see the percentage of increase, that is. But anyway, uh, and so I wrote in the margin here, well, Andrew, digital has grown like crazy in spite of its ineffectiveness. <laughs> So it doesn't necessarily follow that thing because things are growing. You know, look at all the dot coms that blow up and look, you know, get a billion dollar valuation only to disappear in another year, right? So don't get too crazy. But you know, I do think that I think he's got a point. That Joe Manos makes a different point that I I liked maybe as well or better. Um, he says spot on, Andrew Ettinger, so true on every true on every level. And Joe and I have talked a bit. He works with Dave Rosendahl uh, at MindFire. And Joe is like a consultant. I'd like that job. (laughs) I told David, hey, I'm ready. (laughs) You know, if you get overwhelmed, just give me a call. It sounds like Joe's getting overwhelmed. And I would really like to do that, that sort of thing. Um, Do this but on a more intimate level and on a more regular basis with more clients. So over the last 90 days, I've seen a major increase in the number of uh, companies now talking about direct mail. It used to be three or four companies on LinkedIn regularly educating on direct mail's best practices, uh, best postcards being one of them. Uh, In the last four weeks, I've seen at least 20 companies now posting on LinkedIn about direct mail. Uh, Is this because they have a passion about it? Uh, Are they good at executing programs? Or is it because they've noticed they need to start talking about it to be relevant? Is it the hot topic? Well, that would be something. Because, you know, we're coming up on my fourth anniversary, I think, of this show. I have 1,300 YouTube videos. uh, And, you know, it sort of comes and goes. I, I keep thinking that I'm going to see that, but, you know, when a company says, well, we're, we'd like to try mail, and then they tell me that, you know, they want to do a postcard. Or I just got an email last night that, you know, we we don't have more than about $20,000 of budget. Well, it's hard to do one statistically valid test with $20,000. I have to tell you, right? You know, I can help you. Uh, happy to help you. But um, direct mail does have a have economies of scale more than digital. Digital, you can do a LinkedIn post anytime you want, right? One post, little cost, little benefit, little little impact. But there's no upfront cost. Mail is different. Mail, you have to get it right. You have to get you know you have to get it designed for the piece of paper and the printing press you're going to put it on and other things like that. If you do enough of it, you got to buy paper ahead of time. There's a lot to do it, and you know. Uh, but the more the more you do, the more barriers to entry there are for your competitors that aren't going to follow you in, and so you get uh, an increasing share of voice in your marketplace, especially if you if you're mailing, you know, if you're a regional or a local retailer or something like that. But anyway. Um, if you decide to go into direct mail, Joe has some good advice. Make sure the company you select can deliver the results and outcomes you seek. Not everybody on LinkedIn or on YouTube has any experience whatsoever. You don't really need a lot (laughs) to get up and say something. You can talk all, all day if you want. Um, get case studies, you know, get some referrals and that sort of thing. And, um, no offense to the printing industry, but they don't always know all of the big picture of how, integrates. Uh, I see data companies working with printers that may be a a better fit uh, if you really want to know what's going on, if you really want to test and be data-oriented. Okay, so lastly, and I don't have much time for this, here's an article. I recommend you go over to WDMA.org and subscribe, and you can download all these articles uh, every day's show notes, all marked up like this. Um, But they this is another example, Interpress News Service. I tried to figure out what this is. It seems like they'll put up any PR piece, but they didn't, there was no author. There was no contact information, but they said direct mail is tangible, okay? It can have interactive, It uh, well, no, digital, they said, is more interactive. Yeah, but, you know, you have to go offline to drive people online. That's what That's what the big advertisers are finding out. Um, and so this, these advantages of digital aren't probably exclusive to digital, but work well with mail. Personalization is my own bugaboo, you know. Uh, Julie Lopez-Lena got uh, sent, uh, mentioned being a post on LinkedIn this week, and she said that she was looking through her email list trying to think of how to personalize each message to each person. That's true personalization. OK, what most people are talking about is fake personalization. We want it to look personal, but we're sure not going to look through our our mailing list or our email list and try to figure it out. You know, we may be it may be based on what you bought, but that takes a lot of modeling and a lot of energy. And it isn't really worth it if you've only got even even less than a one hundred thousand pieces in the mail to to do that kind of fine tuning. You know, when you start getting hundreds of thousands in a drop, yeah, it makes a lot of sense and you can prove that it's much more valuable. But, you know, it's a lot of hype. And this is the kind of article I see all the time. This is maybe what Joe's talking about. Okay, digital can be automated, but so can mail. Uh, Tracking and analytics. One of the things that direct mail has is that we know who it got delivered to. We know it got delivered. We know it went to a decision maker. We know they had to make a decision. They can't just let it sit there. They have to decide if they want to throw it away or they want to save it or they want to act on it. Right? So everybody has to engage to that level on with your mailing piece. Every mailing piece requires that level of engagement, at least that, which digital doesn't require. And so whether you, whether they place an order or not, you know there was engagement. And that gives you a data set that you can model with. It's baked in. So if you're interested in getting into AI or machine learning, direct mail is the way. But don't think you can just mail ten pieces and you're going to figure out statistically valid answers. That's the way it is. It's not going to happen. Okay. So there's no one size fits all answer, and um, oftentimes we have to find, you know, the inflection point or the intersection of, of competing goals. And that's something that we can help with at WDMA. I hope you go over there and subscribe. But I also hope you'll join and support these efforts. Joe, you guys should subscribe. Andrew does. Uh, uh, actually, Andrew's Andrew's actually one of our uh, corporate members. So thanks for that. Shout out for Andrew. Uh, Mindfire, get on the get get with it. <laughs> Have a great day. Like and share. Don't share. Repost. It's just one more click, and it's worth 20 likes. Bye bye.